What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode two of the Captain's Lodge podcast. Uh, we're here. We're back again. We made it past episode one, and we're here to to chat again about episode two. I'm going to grab my glasses here because, you know, you got to look a little fancy. And, oh, me, now I can read my laptop. But we're back. We're here. We're going to be recording the second episode. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for all the feedback and support everyone provided me. Episode one's almost at 100 views on the YouTube channel, and that's without any kind of, like, promotion through anyone else. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very uh, positive, positive feeling to get a little bit of traction. Whilst 100 views or whatever you want to call it is... Is not a lot to most people. To me, it's something a little bit impressive that I was able to achieve that on my own kind of accord. So I'm very, uh, very lucky to to be have to to have gotten that far with that episode there. And uh, you know, I'm I'm just very happy with that. I've I've found something that's pretty nice. And to everyone that listened to episode one, I, I do thank you, and I hope that you do stick around and and continue to listen to, to episode two, three, four, however many more we got to do today. Today? Nah, just in general. Uh, I want to give a big shout out, first of all, to uh, Rioan again. He gave me a lot of good feedback and such, and that was always super positive, and I want to take a lot of that feedback on board. Um, I, 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 some of that feedback being I was a bit repetitive in the last episode, and I did definitely catch myself being a bit repetitive, but I was a little bit uh, short for time and a lot of technical difficulties and such as well, so I was getting a little frustrated. My, my glasses are fogging up for those video listeners, so I won't be using glasses today, but for the audio only, they don't even know what I'm wearing. Uh, but also, uh, there were some weird cuts in the video version. That's because I'm using a Canon 700D with those kinds of cameras. They, they for some reason, cut off their recording time at 30 minutes and a lot of battery issues. I've solved the battery issue problem by having a dummy battery that has an AC power adapter, so the, the camera's always fully charged. The uh, video recording thing, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to solve that problem yet. I might just cut every 30 minutes what I'm saying, which is pretty good because that could be a range of about one topic per half an hour or so, which is which is awesome there. Uh, but I do in in the positive realm, I do think that the podcast link with soup was uh, was super good. I think that, like that fifty to an uh, fifty minute to an hour mark was really uh, was a really positive length there. But I I do believe that there's a, there's a lot more we can do with this with this podcast overall. Uh, one last thing in terms of the. The, the initial part here, it is out on Spotify. Uh, the Captain's Lodge podcast is out on Spotify now. You can check that out by just typing in the Captain's Lodge on Spotify or you can find it via anchor.fm forward slash Captain's Lodge. All those links are already in the description down below if you haven't seen so yet. Uh, but also, if there are people that listen on particular platforms, maybe if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or you're on Stitcher, Deezer, all those other platforms there and you and you specifically want to listen to it on that platform, let me know either by uh, you know messaging me on Twitter at Captain Puppy with two eyes or you know just typing in the comment section down below in the uh, in the video and then I'll be able to see what I can do by getting the podcast on our platforms. But for the time being, we're on Spotify and that's pretty awesome. Now today, today we have two topics that I've picked out. One of the topics I've had in mind for, for quite some time now, and I, I pretty much started this thing uh, last week, but uh, uh, one of the other topics, or like the first topic we're going to discuss today actually was uh, was thought of uh, literally this morning whilst I was at work, which was, uh, which was pretty fun. Uh, it's about to-do lists, and I am a big proponent and I'm a big advocate for, for to-do lists and using to-do lists and and I've made a real big effort in my life to to actively use and 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 and, uh, and, and I can't even speak today, but actively use and like process a lot of my information via to do lists. Uh, 
So at the start of this year, I made a I made a specific point to go and find a good to-do list app as there are obviously a plethora of apps out there and and it's very hard to find one that like you you actively want to that you actively want to use and you can see yourself using every single day. I ended up choosing Google Tasks. And the reason why I did choose this uh, was because of the fact that a lot of my life and a lot of the things that I use already are integrated via Google. I have a Gmail account. I mean, like, and a lot of that stuff is already via Google and my, I have an Android device. So like it, it kind of works out in that way. So I thought Google Tasks would probably be the best. Um, it would make the most sense at least to, to end up using overall. And, I, and also on top of that, I wanted something that I, I could access at any device at any time, no matter where I was. So if I was on my PC, I could go and access Google Tasks and it's available to me from on my laptop or from my phone or whatever whatever device is, is available there. I thought that I want to have something that's it's always around me. So I'm always kind of thinking of it passively in the back of my head. Um, but I thought it would be important because I've brought up to-do lists and I've brought it up, I should probably go through what my to-do list structure is and how I uh, approach uh, allocating tasks and how I approach that kind of uh, field overall. So with Google Tasks, you can set particular lists. So I kind of categorize these lists in a variety of different ways. So the main headings being task for the task for today, general purchases, finance, GGP, and CL. So GGP obviously standing for uh, my other podcast, the OPTC podcast known as Good Great Perfect, and CL obviously standing for the Captain's Lodge. So those two are kind of sorted there, but let's just go down one by one and maybe this can kind of give you guys an idea of like how I kind of approach being productive. And mind you, I'm definitely not the most productive person there is. And I'm, I'm a big proponent and I'm, I'm a big advocate for procrastination as I am someone that <laughs> definitely does procrastinate a lot. But when it come, when push comes to shove, I can be very productive. And I think that using a to-do list and using that kind of to-do list format is, is super duper positive. So that first list I mentioned was called tasks for today. So essentially what this list is, it's a list that allows me to just brain dump everything I need to do on a particular day, put it into a list, have it all set out and be able to refer back to that list during that day to know have I completed A, B and C. That's essentially the entire premise of having a, a particular list that is targeted for that day. I don't necessarily use that list every single day, but for example, a good uh, a good example of this was last Saturday, there were a couple of errands I needed to run. I wanted to go shopping and look for a few things and I wanted to go to uh, Ikea and have a look at some, some items and stuff as well. So I kind of just dumped everything on to-do list. I fleshed it out. So like everything was kind of there. And then bit by bit, I planned my day around that around that list essentially. So instead of me driving all the way to Ikea and then driving all the way back here and then going over there to, to go home and like wasting a lot of time just driving around whilst I do really enjoy driving and stuff. Um, it's just inefficient in a sense and it kind of wasted the time. Plus I was like by myself, no one was really with me. So I was like, if I'm going to go to the shopping, do shopping by myself, I want to go in I want to see what I need to get done and I want to get it done, you know, as efficiently and effectively as possible. And keep in mind, I will probably use the words efficient and effective a lot more in the duration of this podcast and many episodes going forward. But that's essentially what it is. It's a really basic kind of list to have. It's just tasks for the day you, that you want to accomplish. And I think that the positive reason why I have a task for the for today, at least, is that when I need to get something done for that particular day, I will get. I will write it down on that list, and then I will get it done. 
Um, and I think that that's super duper important to, to keep that in mind because then it, you have kind of the idea that you don't necessarily need to write tasks for that day, for, for every single subsequent day. And whilst I think that that's an awesome thing to do, and I've given that advice to a lot of people to say, the previous night, write down everything you want to accomplish in the following day. And then at least when you wake up, you have a purpose and you know that, okay, I want to go to work. I want to finish work. I want to go to dance class after that. Then after dance, I want to have dinner with my family and, you know, watch Survivor, for example, or whatever the case may be. And whilst those may seem like, like oh, why would you... Um, why would you want those as tasks or like they don't really seem like productive things to do. I feel like that serotonin boost and that like that good mental health aspect to things is super duper important. And that, that satisfying feeling of crossing off something off your to-do list is just like one of the most wonderful feelings in the world. Even if it's the most meaningful thing is just saying waking up for a lot of people that might be a struggle to do. So I think that like having a task for today or setting out a list of things that you want to accomplish in the following day, the previous night or whatever is like a super duper positive thing. For me, that's not how I approach it, but I do definitely hold out that that is definitely a, a very positive way to uh, to end up approaching things. The second list, this is just the general list. So the general list is literally just for everything that needs to get done at some point. There's no necessary time frame on these tasks. There's like, no urgency behind them. It's just purely and utterly just a list of things that I want to I want to get done at some point. Now I'll try to get my little list up here on my laptop, but um so essentially it's just that. It's purely and utterly just a list of everything that you want to get done in that particular day. You sign into Google. I haven't even signed into Google on my own laptop, you know what I mean? Like that's just crazy. But here we go, general. So like, these are silly things. Like for example, counting how many shoes I have and then, you know, throwing away what I don't need or sorting through my own mail drawer or booking an optometrist appointment or cleaning my keyboard or my PC or like removing everything off my desk and cleaning it. So these are kind of tasks that don't necessarily have like an urgency or like this needs to be done by next week. Whilst you could definitely put those in that list and you could add a time to it. That's like the benefit of Google tasks and a lot of task sheet alike. These tasks for me are just like, oh, well, maybe one day I have nothing planned and no one's made any plans with me or like I'm I'm feeling a bit like, you know, I want to be productive today. I'll kind of look towards that list and be like, okay, what are the things I can get done today? Oh, I can sort through my mail draw today and spend a couple hours maybe filing things and making sure things are you know, uh, 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 organized and stuff. And I think that that's a super positive mindset to have, like organizing yourself in, in that kind of a front. I do, I do believe that having a having just an overarching task list of just general things you want to do, like cleaning or sorting through things or like, oh, the, you know, this part of my room has been bugging me. Let me rearrange it or like anything of the sort there. I do think that that's a super positive thing to do. And I, and I, I, I really hold out that like, even if you don't want to categorize things the same way that I have, or you don't want to categorize things in general, just having one massive long list, whilst it can be daunting, like looking at the list every day and be like, I can pick off two things from this list and then ticking them both and then seeing the list grow grow shorter and shorter. It's, it's genuinely just an awesome feeling to have there. The next thing is purchases. Probably pretty self-explanatory. These are things that I want or need to buy at some point, or the things that I'll eventually look at wanting or needing to buy at some point. Again, I can refer back to my 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 own one and purchasing thing is, for example, I want to get a new pair of headphones. So on that last Saturday, 
I wanted to go out and look at some headphones. I ended up deciding on a pair that I want to buy for those tech heads or people that want to know. I'm going to end up picking up, I believe they're called the uh, Audio Technica 50MX BT2s. So that they're Bluetooth headphones, but they also have a cable. So I can use them on my PC. I can connect to my phone. I think that they're really good sound quality and I love Audio Technica. My mic's Audio Technica. The headphones I currently use are Audio Technica. Like they're a super duper brand. Sponsor me. One day when this podcast gets successful, please. Um, I also want to get a watch box. I don't have a lot of watches, but the few watches I do kind of sit around in different places. So I think that having a box to store all of my watches, pretty good idea to consolidate everything into the same place. And then, you know, other things like purchase new folders for, for, for the mail that I have in my drawer. Like, again, a pretty silly thing, but like there's no urgency towards that. It's not like the world's going to end if I don't, you know, sort out my mail drawer and put it in folders. But at the same time, you know, the day that I end up sorting out my mail, I can then take the next step and be like, oh, I'll go purchase some new folders. And then you get two things completed and that just just a fantastic feeling in itself, completing more than one thing in a single day, you know, like it's a, it's definitely a, a super awesome feeling to have just like, just like slow progression. I think that that's the, that's the positivities behind uh, having a to-do list and having a list of tasks that you want to complete in X duration of time is that, that kind of feeling of, progression i almost said that feeling of depression that's a completely different <laughs> feeling that i hope that no one's feeling right now and if you are my dms open please message me and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about things and i'll help you through it but it's that idea of it's that idea of feeling progression and that idea of slowly making yourself better each and every day and even if you take a step back you're not starting from step one you're starting from step 10 now instead of step one and you're going to continue working forward to being the best person you possibly can be as I think this podcast is kind of turning into, it's just a feel good, how can you feel good about yourself kind of show. So, I mean, maybe one episode we'll talk about random stuff. I don't even know. But uh, but yeah, all right. The next part of our list is finance. Pretty self-explanatory again, but these are financially related to things like reorganizing my stock portfolio or planning an investment strategy. So these, these tasks generally at the start of the year kind of build up. Then I kind of smash everything really quickly in that in that list, but then afterwards it's uh, it's kind of a slow burn. So maybe it's like, oh, I want to maybe purchase into this index fund or this cryptocurrency seems a bit interesting, or or maybe uh, I should I should re readjust how much of my holdings should I sell, should I buy, like all kind of meaningful things. And by no means am I a financial advisor, but I do think it's 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 good to take an assessment every three to six months of what you own and and kind of. Uh, readjust or reevaluate, and that's a positive thing to have in a list to just say eventually at some point I want to look at doing this, and then you end up end up doing it. And then the last two lists are related to my podcast. So the GGP list is essentially just a a list of things that I need to do. I've kind of got already into the groove of GGP, and I already know exactly what I need to do when I need to do it. But it's again, it's that feeling of um, of clicking things off that's super duper awesome. But one of the particular things on the GGP list is uh, I want to update our revenue ledger. So the money that we've made, I want to make sure that my other co-hosts are aware of that money, where it is and the, the amount it is. So that's a super uh, important thing that I need to do. Otherwise, it's just about, you know, playing the app, you know, tweeting out for questions and all that kind of stuff. And mind you, if you guys are interested and you want me to answer questions at the end of these podcasts, then let me know down below if you want there to be a Q&A at some point. Or if you don't, you know, say that too. I'm I'm not completely fussed, but I'm, I'm happy to take questions from the comment section or you can tweet them at me as well. And again, the same thing goes for the uh, Captain's Lodge. So right now I have 
uh, episode two, organized topic. We've done that. Record. We're doing that now. Edit. I'm going to do tonight. Upload. I'll do that tonight. Schedule. I'll do that tonight. And you've just ticked off five subtasks and then the main task as well. And then that feeling is such a relieving feeling because you're like, okay, I've, I've organized topics. That's awesome. And then I've, I've recorded the app, I've edited, I've uploaded, I've scheduled, bang, bang, bang. Like now you've got a lot of things done. And this again, I guess can go to people that are maybe trying to be in, make content on YouTube or try to live stream on Twitch. It, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Sorry. It does not hurt having a list of these meaningful tasks. And I think that like the overall takeaway that I kind of want to want to get to is like, it, 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 and I wrote it down here in particular, it does not matter how big or how small the task is. For me personally, I'm going to add it to my to-do list. So even if it's just wake up in the morning, like, you know, and, and, like, and I'm not feeling 100% that day or whatever. And it's just, just make you sure you're, you wake up, you, you get out of bed and you go, you, you know, you go have breakfast, for example. If that's what you want to write down your task list, please do it. Because even if it's a small task, at least when you look at your phone, you look at your device and you have your task list, you can tick that particular thing off. And ticking that particular thing off is going to help you be more and more productive throughout the day. The same thing as having a big thing. Like, like you know, as, as we mentioned in the previous episode, like your resolutions or goals, you can chuck those in a to-do list as well. So that when you complete those particular things, you can tick them off as well. The only reason I don't have it there is because I kind of look at my, like, I don't want to ever tick something off like on that, on those goal lists purely because I want to make sure that I see everything. And that might be counterintuitive to what I said in the previous episode, but at the same time, you tick it off. I, I like to strike it, like just to, 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 to put a line through it essentially, just so I can still see it there. But also a really good thing that Google Task does is that they don't delete, like when you've completed a task, it doesn't just get deleted and like sent to the realm where you can't see it again. It gets put below in a separate ribbon called completed. So like what I'm actually planning to do is at the end of this year, I want to look at how many things I ended up completing. Maybe it's going to be 100 tasks. Maybe it's going to be 10. But I do think it's going to be really cool, like really interesting, at least for myself. And that's probably really boring to a lot of people. But I, I think that it'll be really interesting to myself, at least, to go towards the end of the year and see how many of those tasks that I wrote down are completed and how many I'll be carrying over to the to the subsequent year and, and really kind of gauging how productive was I that year? Did I really make uh, moves that I really needed to or, or something like that? So uh, I'm definitely excited for having having that part there. And I, I guess like to, to, to summarize this entire section of, of why I think it's super important to have a, um, have a task list is just that it keeps you honest. Like if we're going to really break it down and be like sincere with one another, I think that having a task list keeps you as an individual honest with yourself because when you write something down and if you tick it off and you haven't done it, you kind of, I guess in your own mind, it kind of plays a little bit of an effect and it says like, yeah, you tick this off, you didn't complete it, you just did it to try to feel something, but in reality, you haven't made any progress. And I think that us as individuals, we want to progress as much as possible. Even if it's like, if, it, if it's 1% per day, like over the span of a year, and I'm pretty sure you guys have heard that quote or that saying before, but that idea of progressing 1% every single day, it adds up like to just being a grotesque amount. You know, you go from 100, if you said that you as an individual had a score of 100 and you grew 1%, and then, so then the next day you'd be valued at 101. And then the day after that, you'd be valued at like, you know, 1.01 plus that. So you may be at 
you'd be at 102 point like one or whatever. And then, you know, then you keep adding one and one and one and one. Then eventually by the end of the year, you're like at 700 or whatever it is. So like, it's, it's awesome. That idea of like having that slow kind of progression and getting to where you want to be and keeping yourself honest in that realm. I use Google tasks. I'm sure there's some super awesome uh, apps or, 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 or uh, devices or whatever you, or whatever it may be for the for the Apple realm or the MacBook users or, or, or and such. But also like even like I guess quote unquote archaic items like getting a whiteboard in your room is such a fantastic idea. Or like having a whiteboard on your fridge or like on the back of your door or like just having a calendar in your room where you can write things down or even like taking a step like a step further and like having a notebook on your desk or like a note sheet and and writing things down on that like all those ways of like writing things down and then like absorbing that kind of idea it's it, it kind of it, it triggers you in a sense because once you've written something down you kind of like you you felt it as grandiose or weird as that may sound you've written something down so now in the back of your head you're like i wrote down that i need to walk the dog today if you don't walk the dog today First of all, you've written it down. So you've already told yourself you're going to do that. Second of all, it's on your to-do list and you have not completed it. So you're going to feel bad about it. And then overall, it's just not a positive feeling. And obviously we're trying to be a little bit more positive about ourselves. So you could take it in the light of like, okay, if I didn't complete a particular task or, or I didn't you know, finish that particular job or whatever, what stopped me? And was it something that I could control? Was it something that it was out of my hands? And how can I, uh, how can I mitigate that situation again in the future if it's within your control to allow you to complete those tasks going forward? So, like keeping that kind of mindset, I think is is a is a really good idea to allow you to continuously get better and better at uh, at just being the best kind of person you possibly can be. So I'm, I'm definitely a, a double thumbs up for tasks lists and to-do lists and, you know, you know, keeping yourself honest by just writing things down and doing them. I mean, for, for the longest time, I've wanted to get a whiteboard, you know, just to have like hang up in my room so I can write things down that I want to do. But then eventually I was like, you know, I might as well just do it on my phone because it's the same kind of premise. But if you're somebody that likes to write things down, then getting a then getting a whiteboard or getting a notebook online or a journal or because there's there's so many fantastic uh fantastic kind of like well well wellness journals I think they're called I bought one for a friend once and then there were some wonderful other like wellness journals that related to it where it was like 365 pages so each page had a had a day and at the top of the page it'd be like the five things I want to do today and you write it out in that. And then like you, then you can write like your journaling kind of part too. So like, um, I'm not a big journal person or writing thing like in that kind of sense, but I am a big person of talking about those kinds of things if they're, if they're up your alley, Hey, why not? You know, you might as well, you might as well do those things to make, make the most use of your time and, and use your day as effectively as you possibly can. So like I said, it's a big thumbs up from me when it comes to, to completing tasks and having a to-do list and, and making sure you're on top of things. But at the same time, I guess like, don't be scared of, if you think the task isn't worth writing down, it probably is. If you think the task is too big to, to be written down, write it as an overall task and then add subtasks to, to the bottom of it. So if you're saying like, I, I want to uh, I wanna go to the gym, I want to do a gym routine or like, I don't know what else you can say. Like, oh, I want to go to the grocery store. Okay, 
You don't know where you're going to buy the grocery store though. So you might as well add a list below that to say, I want to buy eggs, bacon, tomato. You want to have some sandwiches this evening or whatever. I don't know if you have, yeah, do you guys eat bacon and egg sandwiches in the evening? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that bad of an idea to be honest with you, but like you can write all those items that you want to purchase down. And then as you're shopping, you tick all those things off and then you, you can bang off the shopping list. Whenever I'm out, sometimes I'll write to-do lists with people because they'll have the idea of like, there's so many things that I want to get done and so many things that I want to do. Uh, but like they tell you at the start of the day or the start of when you're, when you're out with them and then they kind of forget or like they don't really remember. So like, I'll keep a mental note myself and then I'll write everything down and be like, oh, did you still want to go, you know, to Costco to, to, to look at the bagels, for example? Or did you still want to go somewhere else to, to look at this item? Or did you want to go to the bookstore to, to find yourself a new book because you just finished one? And kind of keep my, my own mental note too. Not necessarily like, to, to, not necessarily like in a negative, like a show off kind of way, but to more so keep that person, you know, in the flow of the idea of getting things done, especially if they want to be productive. So, Bottom line, get yourself a to-do list. I use Google Tasks. I love it. Make sure you keep writing everything possible that you want to get done down. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I think you'll be much more satisfied with yourself. Even if you don't tick off something every day, you can look back at it at the end of the year, at the end of the week and see how much you've actually uh, completed overall. The next thing I want to talk about today is this kind of new method that I've brought up to, to calming myself down a little bit. Uh, I'm someone that has what you could call a short temper. <laughs> I'm sure like a lot of my friends could tell you that I have a short temper or I get, I get really angry really quickly or like I, I, I'm a very emotional person as well. So like I get really upset really fast and I find it really hard to like let go of things. You know, some days are better than other, others, of course. So I kind of came up with, I, I did uh, air, air quotes for the, uh, audio only listeners because I don't I, I believe breathing is an it's a thing that everyone does of course but it's called the three breaths method and essentially what this method is is when you're feeling frustrated or 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 like you're about to pop off and get really angry you if if you're if you're able to you take one second you stop what everything you're doing you stop you take a deep breath in deep breath out and then you repeat that three times and then you say, once you're done that, you say, I'm okay, everything's okay. That sounds like a really weird thing to do. But for me, it's it's a hit or miss kind of uh, method. But I think that the more I use it, the more positive it's going to be as, as a part of my life to calming me down overall. Um, I, I wanted, The reason why I decided to you know, to, to end up doing this and then the reason why I'm introducing it to to you guys today is because like, like I mentioned, I have a short temper and I wanted to, to do this as a way to just calm myself down before I, before I popped off, before I got super duper angry. I get really angry. I get really emotional. I get really frustrated sometimes. And a lot of it isn't to do with the people I'm around. It's just to do with my brain creating scenarios and being angry with itself or, you know, just the general kind of gist of things. And then my immediate re immediate reaction is just to be angry or be frustrated or be upset. And I think that like it, that, that in itself deters people a lot. And I think that that's pretty powerful. The course, I think nobody really wants to be around someone that's angry or frustrated all the time. Trust me. I know I am that person. Not many people want to be around me. So in that kind of realm, I've, and, and it all comes with that idea of from last episode, of just wanting to be a better version of myself this year. 
And that's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm kind of talking to a camera and into a microphone to to explain like the reasons behind all of my kinds of decisions in order to become a better version of myself. And hopefully that results in people like, you know, caring about me more or, or loving me or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it in the day. But a particular thing that like, that kind of prompted me to do this is one of my best friends, you know, she has anxiety. And whilst I'm definitely not well suited to deal with someone that has anxiety and uh, I, I do try to find the, my best possible fashion of, um, of helping her out with that. I'm not very good at handling someone or, or helping someone or being there for someone that has anxiety. I just don't understand it that much. And whilst I've read a lot of things like, uh, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm actively working on being a, a better version of myself in terms of helping her out and just helping out in, in general, because, you know, it's a, it's a very stressful and concerning thing at times. Um, uh, every time she gets anxious or has a panic attack or anything of the sort, the first thing we do, and this is the same thing that she uses on me, is the first thing that we do is we just breathe. And I kind of looked at that and I was like, that helps me a lot. Whilst I might like revert back to being upset and angry, like after a little bit or whatever. And mind you, I'm sweating like crazy because there's wind outside and everything's closed up. So if the camera, you can see my, my sweaty forehead, then, you know, that's a bonus, but to the audio only listeners, you guys are very lucky. You're not seeing my sweaty forehead, but whenever we're in this kind of situation and something's popped up, the first thing we always do is we breathe. And I think that that is a fantastic thing to start off with. It's very trivial, mind you, and doesn't make much sense to say, yeah, just breathe lol, breathe forehead. It's, it's definitely like a, you forget to do it when you're panicked. You forget to do it when you're a little anxious or you're stressed out or or anything of the sort. So I think that like the being the the first thing you do being like just stopping and and breathing in that really deep breaths to just like I guess like let go of all the things you're like holding on to your mind or like in your heart or whatever is that first step to being able to break down the problem and figure out what the issue is, what can we do to solve the issue? Is it just a feeling? Is it like somebody doing something? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those kinds of things. And mind you, I'm probably the biggest reason why, you know, she has anxiety. She, she gets a lot of anxious around me because I'm a piece of shit. But, you know, whenever that happens, I do try to uh, find a way to, to actively uh, be a better person about helping her as much as possible especially if like we're out and we're like in public or like we're just alone or, or whatever, whatever it needs to be. It just help helping, helping anyone out that is, is feeling like that by, by starting by breathing, I think is the best possible route to, to take. So that's kind of like the, the background story or this, you know, like a little bit of a, a, a of a reader's digest as to why the three breaths method, as I'm going to colloquialize it, put the TM trademark, Call up the patent lawyers. We're gonna we're gonna ship this one out tonight. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 why I kind of look at that as a method to to calming myself down as well because it's helped me a lot in the past. I think that like whilst you're probably all aware of it, I think it's it's only fair that I kind of bring it up to everyone else. So like let's take like let's break it down a little bit. So and again I have notes on my laptop. So for visual people, I am looking at my laptop a lot. But um the first thing that I look at is. When you when you when we look at this method, it's it's essentially like the way of looking at it as like a pause. It's it's a it's a way for 
If I'm very angry about something, I, I, I stop and I pause. And that pause is, I can, like in my brain, it might be still pinging around, but that pause is my physical body just stops and it gives me time to assess the things that I'm doing and then what is going on and what I will do. Or like, it will allow me to process the things that I like, things before I eventually end up doing them. So like, instead of me going on an angry rage and popping off and being really upset, I pause, I think, okay, why am I upset? Uh, what am I going to do next? How am I going to approach going forward? And then that allows me to kind of gauge a better overall, uh, better overall idea of, of everything essentially and, and be able to come to a resolution of sorts. It, it, it acts as a way to allow me to think before I act and whilst I, that's not a hundred percent success rate, because again, I kind of, when I get really angry, I just do, 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 do. Like I'm, I'm, I, I latch onto things and stuff, but like, it's a, it's a way for me to like, just calm down, think before I do or say anything and just really be able to be able to process, you know, uh, what exactly is, is going on. And I think that the idea of, the idea of being in a situation where, you're super upset or you're super anxious, you're super concerned. If you have the, the the capability to take a step back, but taking a step back in like in your head or even in physically as well, if you're in a situation you don't like or you're amongst people you're not, you know, you're not comfortable with, taking a physical or mental step backwards just to kind of picturesque, picturesque, picture, sorry, the idea of what's going on, what can I do and what's the best way to, to kind of, go about this entire situation it's a fantastic idea to take that initial idea of step back once taking a step back breathe in and out whether it's three breaths five breaths one breath it's just whatever works for you as an individual i'm going to yawn as well but it's it's that idea of like you take that breath you you come to a conclusion as to like what's going on why you're feeling the way you are and what's your next uh mode of action that way you can you can you can move forward with what you need to do. From that though, I can honestly say that my success rate with this process so far is definitely not 100%, uh, but I did only start actively making it part of like my daily, oh not my daily, but just in general, like my routine of when I'm angry, like about a week ago. About a week ago. That's a good song. But it's 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 definitely like that idea of you, you, you like you just want to build this process up. So right now, obviously, that success rate isn't necessarily the greatest because like it, it's something new that I'm trying to like build into my repertoire of ways I can relax myself. But I think it's also like what it will eventually become is a habit. You build a habit over some people say two weeks, twenty five days, whatever that number may be. But you you build a habit in the sense that. You're looking at this this idea of, okay, whenever I'm upset or angry, I take a breath, I calm down, and then I kind of assess what's going on, and then I take my next step as as per like what I've thought of. Like it, it's gonna be an, it's gonna be a process to build that habit to become better and better at it. Right now I'm not necessarily the best at it because I'm just starting, but obviously over time, if I need to like deploy this kind of, you know, this kind of ability, <laughs> if you really want to call it an ability or this kind of like process. It'll be better over time. Oh, I'm tired. I don't know why. I'm going to keep this in anyway because stuff you can hear me yawn. <laughs> Hopefully it makes you guys yawn as well. But it's, yeah, it's a, 
Yeah, I, I do like it, it, with my thoughts on the actual method overall. I do think that like it's 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 a weird thing to bring up to you guys because I think it's a little it's a little like either it's 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 either it's a really obtuse or it's like very common amongst people. And if it's common, fantastic. I'm just late to the party. But if it's a little obtuse, I would highly recommend kind of coming up with some sort of method to stop you from getting super duper angry or frustrated at something. And I mean, probably for the most people, for most people, you're not, you're not short tempered or you're not like super aggressive and angry like I am at times. But for people that are like me, it, it, it does help you to like think, why the hell am I so upset about something? Is it really worth being this upset? If yes, then okay, by all means, get angry, get upset. But if no, okay, what can I do to calm myself down in the situation before I do anything that like is going to upset someone or is going to be regrettable or or anything anything like that? So like this idea of just like breathing in and out and just and just taking a a, a massive pause essentially is is really important to allowing you to being a a truly like more calm, relaxed you know a person. It's probably important to also mention that like me as a, as an individual, I'm super duper analytical. Like my brain always is thinking of if there's a problem, there's a solution kind of thing. Whether this finding the solution is very difficult or whatever the case may be, my brain automatically ticks over to the idea of if there is a problem, there has to be some sort of solution. And I think that it's very hard for me to come to terms with the idea that that is not always the case. As again, for people that may be anxious or have anxiety or, or something like that, like when they feel anxious, there isn't necessarily always a reason why. It just may be that some particular thing ticked them or they just started feeling anxious and then you like, and, and then that's just how they're feeling. It, it's, it's very hard for me to, to come to fruition on that idea of like, not everything has a solution, but at least for the things that I deal with, I kind of try to think of them as, if there's a problem, like, for example, we can take the problem of saying, I'm feeling really angry right now. I'm feeling really upset right now. That's the problem. Okay. How do we get to the solution? The solution being, I want to, you know, I want to stop feeling angry and upset and I want to feel happy. Okay. So we have these two, these two particular sections here. We're starting with the feeling angry. So step one, step two is the pause. That pause being taking a step back, whether that being mentally or physically, take a step back from the situation. Step three is that idea of breathing. So for me, in the way that it works for me, is three deep breaths. So in, out, in, out, in, out. And they're deep breaths, so they're not that quick, but they, you breathe in and out a couple of times or, like, or a few times at that. And then you kind of say to yourself that everything's going to be okay. Whether you say that out loud to kind of manifest it, or you say it in your head, or whatever you, wherever you want to kind of take that approach per se, you, you do that to allow yourself to calm down. What do we have? Step four. Step four. Now you've you've gone from being angry to pausing to starting your calming down process. So step four for me is all right. Let's get analytical. Let's figure out why I'm angry or upset about something. Let's figure out what it's about, where it came from. Was it a particular person? Was it a particular interaction? Was it a particular thing that made me angry? And kind of ticking like yes, no, yes, no to all those uh, all those particular responses, and then. Eventually, you kind of, excuse me, sorry. Eventually, you kind of 
get to a, a point where you can isolate that feeling. That feeling being, let's say for example, oh, I was, uh, I was, I was with someone and they said something, you know, really mean to me. I need to calm down. Okay, so now I've kind of broken down the idea of like, so the reason I'm upset is because someone said something really rude to me. Um, you know, maybe maybe I don't even know this person. Let's say, let's say I'm just out with friends, and then we we go to a a bar or a club, and then somebody just pops up and says something really rude to me. Okay. So we've gone through that process. So my initial reaction would be to punch them. No, I'm just kidding. But that would be a, that'd be something that would cross my head for sure. But uh, no, it would it'd be about saying, okay, let's let's calm down for a second. They've said something rude to you. All right, let's let's break it down. You don't even know who the hell this person is. They don't even know who you are. So you have no reason to be upset about that. That's an easy one to solve. You know, we we bang it. You rebuttal back to the person and say. All right, boss man, you do you or whatever. And you continue having fun with your friends and you know, you go about your day. Problem solved. You haven't lashed out or snapped at anyone. And I think you're in a, you're in the driver's seat in that front. Obviously with different situation, whether it's like a best friend or like a loved one or whatever it is, if you kind of get into that tussle or somebody says something to you or like, you know, uh, like something, it's not even about like people saying stuff. Maybe if it's even, even things like, you know, it's like sadder stuff, like, Maybe your friend has like left the country or like they're just like, you know, they're moving away and you can't see them. Or like your your sister is, you know, moving interstate to, to do something or like or anything of the sort. You kind of, you can take that same approach of being like, I'm super upset about this. But like, and whilst it's okay to be upset, I think it's like, you have to kind of come to a realization of like, why am I upset? Because sometimes... And I think that this definitely happens to me a lot is that I just get upset over things that like don't exist or like thoughts in my own mind that like aren't real. And I kind of start believing that they exist or they are real. And I kind of like give up and get really upset over things. And that's happened a lot in this last, you know, week and a half, two weeks to myself, like to my own self. And you know, I'm not bringing, I'm not saying any of this to like say, oh, what was me? But it's more so like, that's kind of me processing the idea of like, Okay, I'm upset. Why am I upset? I'm upset because I believe that XYZ is occurring, but in reality, XYZ hasn't happened. At least as far as I know, XYZ hasn't happened. So then, okay, if it hasn't happened, then why are you being upset? Or if that thing is not going to happen, then why are you being upset about it? And then taking that kind of an approach of saying, well, if that's the case, then there's literally like little to no reason to be upset about about anything of the sort in, in that particular realm. So I guess like to, again, to, to kind of, to kind of come to a conclusion or a premise on that, it's, it's definitely a matter of like breathing is important. As we all know, it keeps us alive, but it also allows us to calm down in pretty stressful situations. And like my, my overall thoughts on it are like, while I'm definitely not like, I'm, I'm not really good at, and this is like, again, I'm reading off my notes here. Well, I'm not really good at executing it. It, as it's still new to me, I do think that stopping before getting overly angry about something is important and keeping this method in the back of my mind at all times will be super useful for me in the future. And that's what I kind of mean by that idea of like building a habit of doing this and having it in the back of your head and part of your repertoire to allow you to, to calm down or allow you to assess a situation from a different angle. And overall, uh, you can make a much more positive impact uh, in in your day-to-day or your minimal interactions or your your maximal interactions as well and kind of allowing you to be, I guess, more in control. 
I think that like that's something I should have definitely brought up a lot earlier. But I think that the reason why I kind of do this is to be in control of my own thoughts. And you might be saying, but like you're the one that's having the thoughts. So isn't that technically you're in control? And to a point, yes. But at the same time, I act out of emotion a lot. And I act out without processing what I'm doing a lot too. And like I like thinking before I, before I do. And like whilst that hasn't necessarily given me the most success and I made a lot of mistakes because of it and things that I can't really get back. It's it's definitely that idea of, of being in control of what I'm doing and being in control of how I'm feeling. And I think that introducing this idea of three breaths, the three breaths method, TBM is, um, is going to allow me to hopefully be more in control of of that overall idea of just you know being more poised and and being more calm with myself and and stopping myself from getting overly angry and then allowing that anger to not physically hurt because i would never physically hurt someone i just did mention about punching someone at a club that says something mean to me but it's if it's someone i love i would i would never do that i'm all over the shop today i'm sorry but it's it's definitely about like emotionally hurting someone and, you know, trying my best to not do that and really trying to just essentially not put, put people in the, in that kind of position. Cause it's not fair to, to really do that to any, anyone, but we got really deep there, but essentially like what I want to say is three breaths method, breathing in and out three times, tell yourself that everything's going to be all right and give yourself that time frame of like 15 to 20 seconds while you're breathing to go through the entire analytical process of understanding where the issue is, why you're super upset and what you can do to, to better yourself overall in, in the grand scheme of things. And that's kind of like where I want to end today's episode uh, is that idea of just being in control. And I think that both, you know, the to-do list and the three breaths method there are two kind of ways to be in control of what you're doing. I guess it's kind of the theme for, for today is being in control, whether it's being in control of your day-to-day life by doing tasks or being in control of like, you know, your emotional self by, by breathing in and out and processing like what's what's wrong and then how to, how to approach things overall. And like, I think that a lot of the time we kind of get lost in the source, you know, to try to like bring it back down a little bit. We get lost in the source. We get we get very, uh, we get very caught up in other people's lives. We get very caught up in, in uh, what other people are doing, how their lives are living. And you only see you only see what's presented to you. You never see like what's behind the scenes. And whilst that might be daunting, because you know, you, you could you could you could attribute that to like maybe someone you like is talking to someone else. Behind the scenes, you're not you're not aware of that. So on the on, on the front end you just have to have trust. And I guess like if that if that back end stuff does come true, then you just have to be in control of your emotions in that sense and and be kind of be privy to that and you know being in control of your emotions might be via breathing. Or maybe it's by writing stuff down. Maybe you can even have a, have a task list for when you get upset about something. You can have a list of things that you do in order to stop yourself from being super upset about things and allowing yourself to come back to earth or come back to like your own feeling and your own body and and and, and really getting through things in that kind of in that front for sure. But uh, I do think that you know being in control is important. I think that task lists are super duper valuable to have on you at all times because it just keeps you in check. It keeps you working on things. It keeps you 
aware of what's going on. And then finally, breathing is important, as we've mentioned a few times, obviously, today. It keeps you alive. It keeps you sane. And it keeps you calm, you know, and it keeps you like fresh on your toes, keeps you aware, keeps you paused, analytical. It is, it keeps you everything. It makes you the best person that you can be because A, you're alive and you being alive is, is the best possible person you can be because keep in mind that, you know, like as much as I don't know who the hell is listening or whatever like that, like you're fucking awesome. So like keep that in the back of your head today if you're having a rough time listening to this episode because like I care and I think that the people around you definitely do care. And, uh, you know, you start to get control of your own feelings and stuff by talking to people and maybe even coming up with other methods. Obviously, I've come up with the method of breathing in and out three times. And maybe for you, it's going for a walk around your house or pacing up and down your room. Or maybe it's like, you know, punching your pillow because one punch, you know, you can, you can be, you can be a little bit more relaxed in that kind of realm. So that's enough rambling for me, uh, that's been episode two of the Captain's Lodge. I don't know how long it's gone for. My, I can't really see my my camera timer, but you know, I, I really enjoyed today's app. I hope you guys did as well. As per usual, if you want to find, uh, if you if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go down there and subscribe. You know, road to let's say by the end of this year, I'd love to have 500 subscribers. I think that'd be super awesome, but I highly doubt it. But I would love to have every episode get around 100 views. I think that'd be a super awesome place to start. So make sure if you're if you, if you haven't subscribed yet, you do so. It helps me out a great deal. Uh, make sure uh, if you're if you haven't followed me on Twitter, twittercom poppy with two eyes. You can follow me there. I, I tweet a lot about you know this kind of stuff. Not really a lot, but every now and then I do tweet about this kind of stuff. But mostly I'm there for Treasure Cruise or One Piece Treasure Cruise. So if you if you like One Piece Treasure Cruise, you're listening to this. Go follow me on on Twitter, but also follow me on Twitter for updates about the Captain's Lodge podcast and and GGP as well. Uh, make sure you, if you're an audio only listener or you want to start listening to the podcast on Spotify, all the links are down below. You can find the podcast on Spotify by typing in the captain's lodge, or you can, you can find it via the anchor.fm forward slash captain's lodge. And there you can, um, you can find the podcast on anchor.fm and there'll be links to Spotify as well. And I might've got that wrong. So just check the description down below and you know, you'll find everything that you need to find. But I think with that being said, uh, thank you every, uh, everyone for listening to the second episode of the Captain's Lodge podcast. My flight is in a couple of minutes, but that being said, I've been Pierre, aka Captain Papi, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.